The easiest way to shop for anything you need is on Amazon.com. Avoid all of the traffic and lines that are longer than Matt's beard and support this very podcast when you start your Amazon shopping at robhasawebsite.com slash Amazon. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob here, and it is time for another Survivor Caramoan exit interview, and we are going to speak today with a man who probably has the longest beard that we've ever talked to in the history of Rob as a podcast, so it is a history-making exit interview this morning when we speak with Matt Bischoff, the latest person voted out on Survivor Caramoan, and he was I thought he was in a good spot last week. But then the swap comes around, and in the history of Survivor, we've seen it happen many, many times before. Somebody's in a good spot, and then the swap comes and totally screws up their game. And we're going to talk to Matt all about what went on last night. Had a really, really fun Survivor know-it-alls on Wednesday night. It was Stephen and I as normal, but we were visited by the Fincher himself. John Fincher was live here in the studio, and it's been a very busy week of guests here in the podcast studio. We're going to have Otis is going to be here with us uh, later on tonight when we recap the whole episode. So lots of people stopping by on a very busy season of Rob Has a Podcast. But let's go ahead. Let's get right into it. And I see that we have Matt here on the line. And Matt, are you there? Rob, what is going on, my man? Matt, how are you? I'm doing pretty well, man. Thank you for asking. Yeah, well, Matt, very excited to uh, talk with you this morning. Although I didn't think we were going to be talking to you for a while because as of last week, I thought you were in a pretty good spot. You know what, dude? I, that's what I was thinking right as we're talking. It's like it's an honor to be on your show. Oh, uh, thank you. We were talking like, I wish it was two months down the road that I was talking to you. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. And let's talk about what ended up happening uh, last night. So did you have any idea when they swapped up the tribes that you were going to be going into a uh, a bad spot? You know, I mean, the second that... <laughs> We, you know, I hit the purple egg on myself, and I looked around, and I realized, oh man, like I was psyched that I was, you know, initially I was like, well, cool, I'm with Michael and Julia, my alliance. But when I looked over and I saw all the muscular, athletic, badass people for physical challenges over on the other tribe, I was like, oh man, we're we're pretty much doomed when it comes to challenges, which sucks because, as you know, uh, I won one challenge the entire time. And I was out playing Survivor. <laughs> well, I don't think that was necessarily because of you. It seemed like you held your own in the challenges. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, being on the, you know, just uh, losing in so many times with Goda and everything else, and then the tribe swap happened. It's just like, I just didn't get a break as far as who I was with in the challenges, you know, so just kind of disappointing to, in, in that aspect. Now, did you suspect last night that it was going to be you? You know... Going into tribal, I remember sitting there before we went to tribal, I was like looking down at the sand and I was like feeling like real, real nervous. I mean, because I knew it was going to be one of the three of us, you know, and uh, I was trying to convince Corinne and everyone else that Julia did not have a hidden immunity idol. And, you know, I I was hoping it was going to be Julia going home, but in the end, you know, it was me and and I was brutally honest going over to McCall's tribe, um, letting them know I did not have an idol. I was trying to gain their trust. That was my strategy. I knew that they mm-hmm. were not breaking up their alliance. 
and uh, in the end, they knew that I did not have an idol in, in my pocket or my beard, and, and they <laughs> voted me out. And uh, so it's uh, there's no love lost toward anybody. It's a game, and unfortunately, luck was not on my side in this situation. Yeah. Now, when you told them, and that was your decision to be so honest with those guys, with the favorites, once you joined them, but... If you would have maybe let them at least possibly suspect that there was an idol, could that have changed anything? You know, maybe, man. It's like if I would have just, you know, played it up like instead of spilling the beans, I did not have an idol. Maybe if I would have just made it to where, you know, lead it to their imagination. Who knows? I I still think that they would have, you know, done what they can to try to, figure out who has it and i don't know man i I just don't think that i had any that that was my strategy i don't want to take anything back of of how i played because i thought by you know and most of the time being honest in that situation i i think would have worked for me Mm -hmm. but unfortunately it didn't and and the thing is is this they thought julia had an idol because julia was not trying to save herself at all with the favorites Michael and I were basically pleading, scheming, plotting, mm-hmm. trying to get in with the favorites. Julia did not one time go up to any of them, and they were like, "Why?" You know, Corinne would be like, "Well, Matt, why? Why has Julia not said uh, a word to us about strategy or trying to save herself? She's got to have an idol. She's got to be that confident." I said, "Dude, <laughs> she does. The reason she's not saying anything is because she's not a real talkative, social." person mm-hmm. you know what i mean i like she just I, I was like she would sit around and, and she was the fire woman over the go to tribe she would keep our fire going and boiling our water every day and, and you didn't get to see a lot of of uh, julia's gameplay um in the show you know what i mean and i just said that's just her personality and and i, I the reason she's not strategizing is because she's not really a very talkative person in the game you know i, I don't know how else to put it yeah Matt, will you tell me, now, did we not see a lot of Julia's gameplay because it she wasn't very talkative or because it wasn't happening? You know, I, I think... Uh, I think and you can be honest. You you can tell, it, it, come it's on. A, it's, a, it's, a mix, it's a mixture of both. I think <laughs> that Julia's very young. She's very smart. But I, I don't think there was a whole lot of, of gameplay. I mean, Michael had Julia, like as his, you know, him and Julia had this thing going on, so... Any kind of talk was basically Michael, I think, telling Julia what's going on and, and what to do. But there wasn't a whole lot of gameplay. The, the gameplay that happened, I mean, Michael and I were a majorly strategic, strong duo throughout the entire game. Mm-hmm. Michael was the smartest guy out there, um, I, you know, strategically. And him and I were having a blast playing. We were there to play the game. and It was an honor playing the game with Michael. We had an amazing time. We did hilarious stuff, and, and, and we were kind of doing it under the radar. We'd sneak off in the jungle to get firewood, this, that, and the other, and we were scheming and plotting the entire time. And um, I felt confident in my game the, the entire game until the stupid tribe swap that you know led to the demise of, of me in the game. <laughs> yeah, and call it, a, call it for what it is, a stupid tribe swap. That's right. Yeah, it, well, I mean, it's ridiculous, man. It's like... You know, Survivor, it's a game. Um, there's luck involved, and, and it's sometimes it's not fair. But you know what? I gave it my all, yeah. and at the end of the day, I, I lost a, I lost a game. 
You know what I mean? And and life goes on. <laughs> yeah. Now, let me to find out if there's something that happened that you are pissed about because it seemed like you were right there, that you were just about to get inducted into Stealth R Us. You seemed like you were only a day or two away from getting a Stealth R Us nickname, and it got you got the rug pulled out right from under you. You never even got a Stealth R Us nickname. Uh, no, dude, I'm pretty bummed, because I, I really wonder what my ultimate Stealth R Us name was going <laughs> to be. It was so funny, dude, like, you know, hearing Philip talk his talk and, and I'm looking at him like real serious and trying to respect what Philip's saying. But in my mind, dude, I'm like cracking up laughing. Like this is absolutely ludicrous. And, uh, it, it was just, it was just pure comedy. You know, I am very, very bummed and disappointed that I got eliminated from the game. I'm a huge fan. Uh, it was amazing playing the game and, and, uh, I just feel like I had so much, game left in me and it just it just sucks it was it was heartbreaking but you have to just accept for what it is but um it definitely it definitely was a bummer now when philip was talking with you guys now did you mm-hmm. did you feel like uh that you were in good with him from i mean you had to have been saying to yourself well i gave philip a great compliment at the challenge i said i was feeling bad for him and now look at this i'm on his team you had to have been feeling like you were set up pretty good there you know i did feel i did feel really well i mean i was strategically the speeches and everything were from my heart and i truly was felt sorry for them when i was told them about the whole brandon thing but it was also like I knew at some point I was going to be playing with these people, so I wanted to create a good relationship any way that I could. And uh, so going over there, I think I did gain some uh, brownie points with Philip. But Philip, you know, I was completely honest about my gameplay because I knew that the four of them were sticking together. So I was honest, and and Philip kind of there was a point where he was drilling me, dude, with why did you vote out Laura? who was in your alliance, you never vote against someone in your alliance. And I said, Philip, look, dude, I'm all about loyalty and alliances, but we're in the Philippines, and there's water challenges. Laura cannot swim. She's weak. And the fact of the matter is, at that point, I, we, you know, I was so desperate to win challenges because we lost every one except the you know, one challenge the whole time I was out there. We had to win challenges. And and I just had to make that call and that decision. So I had to like try to convince Philip because I think that was like a red flag to him, you know. So I was trying to just gain his trust. He was concerned about that, but Don and everyone else completely understood um, why I did what I did in that in that situation when we voted out Laura. And uh, I don't know. I thought it was going to be Julia, dude, going home. I mean, even you know, Philip said, "Oh, it's Julia. It's Julia." And Michael and I, you know, almost got inducted to Stealth R Us, and I was, I was feeling pretty good. But um, at the end of the day, they targeted me and uh, and got me out of there. But I don't blame them. I would have probably voted me out, too. Like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I had such good relationships with people, man, that, you know, maybe, you know, I, I would have been hard to beat in the you end. You had a good know. social game, but, yeah. Uh, now, right, Philip I mean, said to you, he said, all right, at some point, Somebody is going to come up to you and tell you a name, and it's not going to be from me. Now, did anybody no. ever come up to you and tell you what to do, or that was the last you guys heard about uh, who to vote for? Yeah, that was pretty much that was pretty much the last. <laughs> I mean, we basically knew, uh, you know, it was 
evident that we were going to vote Julia or so I thought. And, and Michael and I stayed true to that. You know, we voted Julia and uh, it was just kind of a, a surprise. I think it was a big surprise. And I, I don't think it was the best move necessarily to vote me out at that point because I feel that Michael and I were stronger in challenges mm-hmm. and Survivor's a crazy game. So who knows you know, what challenges were going to be in the future. I just, I think it would have been smarter for them to keep me, but mm-hmm. it didn't happen. Yeah. I, you know, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I kind of feel like the the favorites for them, it's like, well, they're just like, okay, we're still the favorites. We still, we're still this big stealth R us Alliance. If we lose another challenge, we'll vote out the other fans next week. And then we lose another challenge. We'll vote out the other ones and we'll probably merge by right. the time we lose two more challenges. So I think that's in a vacuum. Yep. You're absolutely right. But I just felt like they, that's not how they're looking at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I, I definitely, I definitely would have to agree with that. I mean, they were sticking together till the merge, no matter what. So, yeah. so it really doesn't matter what scenario. Uh, let me ask you a, a few more questions. Do you get a sense from the favorites? And I don't know, you weren't, you know, in the huddle with them, but did you get a sense of who of the favorites were trying to lobby to keep you, and who was trying to say we should vote out Julia? You know, Don and I really bonded from the second that I got over to their tribe. And I really know that Don was really um, rallying to try to keep me. And uh, and the problem is, I know Corinne loves playing with her gays, as she said. So she was really loving playing with Michael. So I know she was, you know, so so Don wanted me, Corinne wanted Michael. And then I, I definitely think that Cochran's very smart. And it was kind of definitely obvious that Michael and I were this power, power couple yeah. alliance. And uh, so that, you know, looking back, maybe, you know, maybe I tried to should have keep Michael and I's alliance a little hush-hush. But the reason I was being honest is I was trying to be like, listen, you guys have Michael and I as a loyal uh, two-person, you know, couple to you have our votes if you, you know, want to use us in, in, in some alliance of some sort, you know? So that was kind of like why I was not so discreet about what was going on between Michael and I. Yeah. And as far as Michael goes, we know that Corinne loves her gay, as she said last night, a number, a number of times. Does Michael love Corinne as much as Corinne loves Michael? I definitely think, I definitely think Michael loves Corinne. Okay, good. I, I, uh, yeah, I, I definitely think it's uh definitely goes both ways. <laughs> yeah. And now uh one more question for you. Now, we didn't get to hear anything about this on the show, but tell us a little bit about your uh, I'm I'm reading up a little bit about you and your company uh Failure Bikes and could you uh-huh. tell us tell us a little bit about your background and what you do with that? Yeah, I I was a, a pro BMX rider for years and and that led to me getting involved in the BMX industry, starting my own brand. And now I I basically manage failure bikes. I just got back from Estonia. We sponsored one of the biggest contests in the world. I just got back a couple days ago. Um, And uh, yeah, one of my team riders got third place and was representing. And and BMX is a a huge part of my life. And uh, yeah, failure bikes. And some people are like, oh, failure. That's such a whatever negative word or whatever but to me in life you have to fail time and time again to succeed 
I failed in my first attempt at playing Survivor due to unlucky circumstances, and I just hope that I have another chance one day to go back out and, and finish the game that I started. Yeah, all these favorites, they lost their first time too. So uh, you do, failure is just learning. That's all it is. That's right, man. That's, That's right. right. So it's, it, heck yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Matt, thank you so much for uh, coming on with us. Uh, I think you're, I think you're a good guy. I don't think that it, you know. Uh, we could talk about you should have been more deceptive, but I don't think that's the kind of person that you are. And you, you got to be who you are out there. Yeah, I played the game, but this whole entire experience, I, I am who I am, and I feel like I played the best game that I could. And I'm hoping, like you know, you know, listening to your podcast and stuff like that, I'm, I'm hoping I got to show the world that uh, my my true gameplay. And that I was truly there to play the game of Survivor 100% of the time. And it was a, a true honor to play the game. It was a, a dream of mine for years and years. And, and I'd be out there in the morning when the sun was rising. I'd see our tribe flag, you know, Survivor Caramel. And I was just like, I cannot believe I'm playing the game of Survivor. So it was truly one of the greatest experiences of my life. And I'm, I'm just super stoked. All right. Well, I know you got to go. So thanks for coming on with us. And all the best to you, Matt. All right, thanks, man. Take it easy. All right, take care. Bye. Bye, All right, everybody. There you have it. That was Matt Bischoff, Survivor Caramoan. And you could tell the guy really loved the game. And, you know, that's what happens with the swap. I really felt like he was in a good spot last week where they, you know, even when they voted out Laura because I felt like that was at the point where then he was in, he had a good relationship with Eddie and Reynolds and then with Mike and then with Sherry and with Laura. So he kind of had the good position of having a relationship with every person in his group. And uh, it's a shame he goes over to the favorites and then of the three people, he's the one that they choose to uh, get rid of. But, you know, that's Survivor. That's how it goes. So anyway, let's turn our attention to later on tonight, I will be speaking with Adas, and he's going to be live here in the studio. We're going to recap everything that went down on this episode. If you'd like to get your opinion heard on the show, you can leave us a voicemail at 323-282-RHAP, 323-282-RHAP, and Otis is going to be there with us uh, doing the voicemail, so uh, that should be fun. Maybe maybe we'll take some extra calls since we have uh, Otis there in the studio, or you can go to robasawebsite.com slash voicemail. The other thing that we have going on, Reality Game Masters, the Kickstarter, is coming to a close. There's going to be about a little more than 24 hours left on our funding for Reality Game Masters. And we have a couple more things that we want to add, a few more incentives if you'd like to help us fund our ultimate strategic showdown between the strategic minds of Survivor and Big Brother. Survivor winner, Sophie Clark. We're going to have three phone calls with her available. If you want to uh, buy a phone call with Sophie, which all the proceeds are going to support the shooting of Reality Game Masters, you can do that at realitygamemasters.com. And we're also going to put up one, just one phone call with Big Brothers Ian Terry. That's all going to be at realitygamemasters.com. So I told you about Survivor Know-It-Alls last night. Check out that until we get tonight's podcast. I'll probably be up for you guys on Friday morning. And then on uh, Friday night, we're also going to do a Big Brother Canada recap with Anil from Big Brother Canada. So that's also going to be 
really fun heading into the weekend. So that's all I have for now. If you like this podcast and you want to hear more of it, subscribe either to our individual Survivor feed or our main Rob Has a Podcast feed. You can get both of those at robhasawebsite.com slash show feeds. And uh, if you liked what you heard, give us some stars and some comments on iTunes. Always appreciate it. So thank you guys. Talk to you guys later. Have a great Thursday, everybody. Talk to you later. Bye.